Welcome sports fans to the hottest sports podcast in the game, JT and the Don, with your hosts, Jimmy Thompson and Donato Bucci. They're covering the most current issues in sports from the 305 to the 412 and all the way to the West Coast. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at JT and the Don or email them at JTandTheDon at gmail.com. Now take it away, guys. Welcome to another episode of JT and the Don. I am the Don Donato Bucci, and please remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you find all of your favorite podcasts. And remember to please leave us a five-star review, and let me bring in everyone's favorite, Jimmy Thompson, JT. How you feeling today? I'm good, but I don't know how we got to the point where you're taking away my weekends to do this show. Like, we, we got to reschedule. We got to go back to the drawing board. We can't be doing this every Saturday. We got, I got things to do. Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Without fantasy football, you've got nothing to do anymore on weekends, and you know it. Oh, that's not true. Cause now oh, it is. It's fantasy it is. basketball. So that's every day. So now my schedule is even busier. But- that the difference is most of those games are six o'clock and on, so I don't want to hear it. No college not football, not true. They had a three o'clock game yesterday. I said most of the games. Once again, you do not listen. That's why you never understand any of my points that I try to make because they're so. so boring. And you're right, when it does come to you, I do not listen. But anyway, let's go ahead and start the show. Is that okay with you, sir? I guess another slight that you took at me but that's fine whatever let's go that's that's the new the new uh 2020 jt being more rude to me than in the past yeah just uh doing what you did to me last year but yeah let's start with eli manning of course he announced that he was retiring this week uh he finishes as a two-time super bowl winner two-time super bowl mvp also he finished i didn't know this uh, maybe you're a better stats guy than me, so maybe you knew this. I didn't know that he finished with the seventh most passing yards and passing touchdowns in NFL history. Did not know that. But, of course, the question on everybody's mind is, is Eli a Hall of Famer? Well, you took a little bit of my thunder there because I was going to start off with the passing Oh, you, yards. you were going to rattle off his stats? I was. I was. Well, here's the thing. I want to know, did you know that he was seventh in those categories before – like, did you have an idea he was even in that in that that conversation? Yeah, I I did, I did. I mean, I didn't know the exact number until like obviously watching Sports Center and the different football programs. I didn't know he was seventh, but I knew he was up there just because of part he's, of it was his longevity. So long, yeah, longevity, right? Um, so, like you said, he ends he ends up throwing for fifty seven thousand twenty three yards. And 366 touchdowns. Now, granted, he has thrown a lot of interceptions, but... How many times has he led the league in picks? (laughs) I think there was, like, quite a few, like, more than three times or something like that. Well, well, I guess the real question is, how many times has he thrown 20 plus, (laughs) 20 or more interceptions in the season? I I know he's probably done that at least a couple times, I'm going to guess. But I'm, I'm going to say... Because I'm looking at the positive side here, and and I'll try to, you know, con- uh, rebut any of the the downside to his play. So 
looking at the interception, sure, but I'll flip it and say, all right, seventh all-time in passing yards and touchdowns, all-time in the NFL history. Now, I know it's like, well, now it's a passing league, but still, he still has to go out there and do that. Yeah, you still got to complete passes. Like, there's, right. It's a passing league, and there's a lot of guys who can't pass the ball. Exactly, and he has two things. He has to stay healthy, right? So he started 210 consecutive regular season games at one point before Bob McAdoo benched him. But so not only did he need to play and stay healthy, which he did, but like you said, he had to be good enough to be able to continue as a quarterback. Blake Bortles, like, is not going to get those numbers even though he's in a pass-happy era of the NFL. It's because he's just not good enough to consistently start year after year. Even look at Marcus Mariota losing his job to Ryan Tannehill. So you got to look at that, too, to say, okay, it's not just that he's in a, in a passing, pass-happy NFL era. He stayed healthy, was good enough to be a franchise quarterback for 16 years. And then two, two other things. That's a good As, point. He he. Did really stay healthy, and it's not like the Giants had this great offensive line either well, while he was there. Well, I was going to say a couple other things. Three other points. One, we talk about why Terrell Owens didn't get in the Hall of Fame earlier, and it was because the off-field stuff, right? Not being a good teammate. Well, guess what? Whether that was right or wrong, if that's the criteria nowadays, Eli, that's a that's like two plus signs there for him because. He's great off the field, uh, won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And as far as we know, you know, teammates seem to like him. And the second part, the second thing you mentioned, like didn't have a good offensive line. What about weapons? He didn't have what Ben Roethlisberger has. He never had what um, Phillip Rivers had with LT and now Melvin Gordon, a Keenan Allen consistently is what I'm saying, right? Like, besides Evan Ingram, what great tight end did Eli Manning have, you know, compared to Antonio Gates? I don't know. Then you look at receivers. Odell did Beckham he, did was he there have for Shockey? He had Shockey, but come on. I mean, are we comparing Shockey to Antonio? I love Jeremy Shockey, but are we really comparing I don't know. Him? We might have to take away your U card because you just – breezed <laughs> over the fact that Shockey was even on the team. But again, he was not there. Was he with the Giants the whole time? No, he played for the Saints a little bit. Like, this wasn't like he was there his whole career is what I'm saying. And that's the same thing with Odell Beckham. Beckham wasn't there the whole time. And, and then my other thing, this is the third thing. Eli is only one of five players in the Super Bowl era to win multiple Super Bowl MVPs. The other guys, Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Tom Brady. I, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead, JT. No, I agree with you. I do think that he's a Hall of Famer. He's definitely in the Patriots Hall of Fame, that's for sure. And I don't think any <laughs> fans in New England would disagree with me. But, yeah, you just rattled off a list of the guys that are in that club of guys that have won multiple Super Bowl MVPs. And, I mean, it speaks for itself. To me, I know this is not going to sound – right at first because like he's seventh in those like major passing categories for NFL quarterback all time. But he's kind of the Terrell Davis of quarterbacks. If you think about it, he got hot at that right time where he won the two Super Bowls. He won the two Super Bowl MVP, but you forgot about all the bad years that he had and where, you know, obviously they benched him at one point and broke his streak, but yeah, multiple Super Bowl MVPs, multiple Super Bowls. He's got the stats to back it up. He's a great guy off the field. And also, too, 
let's not take away the fact that dramatics when it comes to Hall of Fame voting matters. They beat Patriots. They beat the Patriots twice. And one of those Patriots teams was like the most unbeatable team of all time when they had Randy Moss and they were undefeated and about to take the undefeated record from the Dolphins for a perfect season. So dramatics, the fact that he actually got it done, in my opinion, I think he is a Hall of Famer as well. I think he'll be first ballot. Do you think he'll be first ballot? Well, that's I was actually going to ask you, and I was going to say, I'm not arguing that he's first ballot. I'm just saying he should get in. First ballot, I'm not sold on that because these are some of the bad things. His record is 500, 117 and 117. Oh, and you're then, really going to rattle off all the bad stuff about Eli. No, we know. No, no. We, we no, know no, all the bad stuff. No, no, no. I know. I know. And that's where I'm just going to stop. But I'm all I'm saying is I don't think he's first ballot. Because when you think of first ballot, you think of guys like, you know, the Jerry Rices, the Barry Sanders, guys that there's no doubt, no doubt. And Eli, there's some doubt. TD was first ballot, right? No, Terrell Davis? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, he was not. Terrell Davis, he had to wait a little bit. Then then he might have a shot to not be first ballot. Right. I'm saying he, he should get in. I'm just saying I don't think he's first ballot. Real quick, this is another question. If he only wins one Super Bowl no. and it's not against the Patriots. No. 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 I, I agree. I, I think even though I still think he should get in with those stats, even if he only had one Super Bowl win, but I think the New England beating them twice, especially that team in 07, that's a huge difference maker to a lot of people. So JT NBA, a huge week, a huge week as Zion Williamson debuted. He uh, he was at home against the Spurs. He played only 18 minutes in his debut, but he had 22 points, seven boards, and three assists. He was four for four from beyond the three-point line, and everyone will remember this for a long time where he erupted for 17 points in a three-minute span during the fourth quarter. He then followed up that game with 15 points, six boards, and zero assists in 21 minutes only against the Denver Nuggets. JT, are you sold on Zion already, and will he be the next great NBA player? Well, yeah, I'm sold on Zion. I mean, we talked about this before. I was sold on him as being the best player in this draft. I thought he was going to be a superstar. He just looks... He looks nothing like anything we've ever seen before. So they're just bringing him along. Not slowly. even, not even LeBron. I mean, I'm not saying he's better than LeBron, but he's a little bit. He's 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 got something that we've never seen. Like he's a freakish athlete. I saw something. I don't know. Okay, first of all, I don't know who does this, but have you ever noticed when like these games are on like ESPN or anything like that, and they have like the they highlight the player, and then they have like some like weird like uh like comment stat under there. Like when uh, Jalen Brown dunked on LeBron in that game when they played him and like they were interviewing him after and it was like oh uh, ended LeBron in the third quarter and then for this this game Zion's first game they were like oh he's the third heaviest player to check in the NBA this season I'm like what does this have to do with the stats <laughs> but no like that but that's a but that's a point that I'm trying to make is yeah LeBron is he's a freak of nature we've never seen anything like him either but we've never seen anything like Zion either. He's a 300-pound dude that has, like, a 45-inch vertical. Like, that's unreal. And he's only 19. He's going to get better. But, yeah, I'm already sold. Like, if he can put up these kind of numbers coming off a knee surgery in just 18 minutes, and then he did have the good follow-up game still under 25 minutes, 
yeah, he's going to be special. It's just going to take time. And you can tell everybody in the league already knows it because guys are already coming up to him and saying, hey, look, don't rush. We know you're going to be good. We know you're going to be special. Just take your time and get right. He's going to be the truth. Well, like I always say, let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. I'm, of course, of course, because you are say, a hater. I No, no, what I'm saying is I can't say yes or no yet that I'm sold on him or whether, like, well, what I will say is I don't think he's going to go down, go down as an all-time great. Now, I can't say yes or no whether he'll be, like, a, the next great NBA player. Well, that was going to be my question to you about that. So, what, like, what's your definition of a great NBA player? Like, is – is he the next LeBron James, Kobe Bryant type, or is he like the next guy that's going to make, you know, six, seven all-stars and have like a Chris right. Bosh really nice career? Well, right. What I'm saying is I don't think we'll ever put him at the level of Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, Chamberlain. Well, no, because I, I, I don't think he'll be able to to score efficiently in the way those guys have scored, and that's why they're all-time greats. Right. Like he's and, not going to be a, a Kobe Bryant type of scorer. And I don't know if he'll be even as great as like a Giannis or a Kawhi, but what I'm saying is I think yes, he can make an impact. I don't now, know. See, I don't know because when you start bringing Giannis into the conversation, remember Giannis wasn't shit before. So, but the, the things he can do now in today's NBA with no hand checking, Zion can dribble. Zion's outside shot well, isn't terrible. I mean, he's already got more career threes than Ben Simmons, and Ben but, Simmons is a tall but, point guard. Well, let me. Ex- this is what I want to explain. And this is why I say this. And, and I'm not saying he's going to be trash either. Like, that's why I'm saying I can't say yes or no. Like, because some people, I'm sure, watched the first three quarters of that game and were like, oh, he's a bust. Forget it. Look at him. He's awful. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going that far either. This is my concern for him, all right, is conditioning. And the reason why I say I know he's coming. But listen, I know he's coming off this injury. But, JT, he's 19. If he's having these issues, he's not Charles Barkley, where Barkley would would post you up, get rebounds, and had a good jump shot for a for a big guy back in the day. Now, he's 19 and he's having these issues, JT. Now, I don't think just because like Greg Oden was injured a lot that that means you're a bust. If you're injured, you're injured. How can you say a guy's a bust or not when injury was the reason why you don't play? What I'm saying is. He's having conditioning issues now in these knee injuries now when he's 19 and his metabolism his metabolism is like at an all-time high. Can you imagine in Look 10 years? Look at you years, using big words like metabolism. Yeah, I, I'm almost, impressed. You really did your research for this I, episode. I almost couldn't even say the word. Well, so, you know, well, hold on. Well, you know, you make a good point about that. So, obviously, that's on everybody's mind. You know, is he going to be too heavy? He's already having these issues. But I—, I I read this the other day, and I didn't even know we were going to talk about this, but um, David Griffin, who's basically their president's operation for the Pelicans, and he works with LeBron in Cleveland, this is what he had to say about Zion and kind of like his his body issues. And I quote, he's doing shit from a physics perspective that no one else does. He's not normal. So finding stasis with Zion is going to be the challenge because he is only 19 years old. He's still growing. It's not going to be about a number, talking about weight. It's going to be about metrics of flexibility and strength and control and all of the different things that we can measure that really are outside of weight. So that just tells you that we maybe we can't judge Zion by just, okay, he's at this weight mark based on what we've seen before from other players at the weight mark, and he has this knee issue. He's not going to be able to sustain for X amount of years. Like, the people who see him every day are saying, like, 
yeah, his weight is up there, but he's it's not affecting him. It, he's a freaking. We have but, to invent but new ways to measure him to see if he's gonna, if, how he's but, gonna pan out. That's my whole point. He's 19 now. Of course, his his size and quickness is like no other. Like you said, maybe not even like LeBron. But you got to think this is the difference between him and LeBron. LeBron's game, I think, when he came out of high school, was already a little bit more polished than it Zion. was more guard like. Exactly, and that's the difference. LeBron had no injury history, all right, and he was able to develop a three where a lot of people will will argue against this, but late in the game, you're fine with LeBron taking a jump shot or a three pointer. No, I am not. Well, <laughs> him, him that, and Zion are on that, the same level. Even that's at what this you point think. In Zion's career. That's what you think. LeBron's but if you go, not even, LeBron's not even okay with him taking the last shot and pressure at the end of the game. That's what you think. But if you go look at the analytics side of it. People are way off on that, all right? Because he's way better than people give him credit. He's actually maybe even better analytically than Kobe was at the end of games. But that's another question for another time. But all I'm saying is at 19, if he's having these issues, and his size and quickness is what makes him or what would make him elite, not his three-point shot. You know why? Spurs left them wide open. JT, at LA Fitness, you'd be hitting those if you were left wide open, all right? Even guys at LA Fitness can test you because they know you can shoot. Zion wow, is wow, not. Wow. Can, can we stop? I am, you know, I'm going to give you props. You actually said something nice and gave a compliment. I don't know what's coming after this, but I this usually never happens. And I just want to take the time out to thank you. See? <laughs> You can actually say JT was being nice to me. Thank you, Donato. That was a great thing that you said. You're welcome. You're welcome. I've seen you play in person at LA Fitness. Zion is not known to be that three-point shooter. That is why he was left open. None of those four were contested. I mean, JT, they were three feet away from the guy. It was practice. If he can't make it there, he's never going to make it. What I want to see is defenses now plan for him and get a hand in his face but you're acting as if oh if you're in the nba and you leave a guy wide open he's just gonna automatically hit the shot they leave ben simmons on an island he can't make that shot uh kcp for the lakers he ain't making that shot so let's not whoa 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 whoa. let's not let's not diss zion like oh he's just such a crappy shooter we'll just leave him open but he ain't bruce bowen but the difference is that's not what makes him elite or the potential to be elite. What I'm saying is, when he has contested shots, he's not going to hit four but in a know, row in the fourth quarter. But you know what? What you know what does give him the ability to be elite? The fact that those aren't the best parts of his game at, by any stretch of the imagination. But he's not terrible at them. And so, what I'm and what I'm saying is, my concern is at 19. If he's having these injuries already, he's not going to be able to sustain a career long enough for us to say, man, he was a great all-time player or even great for at least seven years. That's all I'm saying. So with that, I want to talk about – So you're saying he's not going to be the next great NBA player by those standards? By those standards, no. Could he have an impact? Absolutely. He's already having an impact. But, I mean, if we're talking about great, uh, I mean – Again, maybe it's the definition of great, but I just don't see where he's going to make eight or nine, ten all-star games. I just don't know if he's going to be able to hold up, and that's my concern. Not that he's not great, but his game relies okay, a lot so on so he's going to eat himself physique. out of the league. All right. No, we get, we it's, not, it's not eating yourself out. He's already a little bit injury-prone. We saw it at Duke. All right, 
So if there was a redraft, this is what I want to know from you, JT. Are you taking him or John Morant number one overall? Because this is where you're going to either back up what you just claimed or not. Am I the Pelicans? You're starting a team from scratch, and and you have the 2019 draft board of everybody. Who you? Maybe it's not Morant or Zion. Who are you taking from that? Oh, class? It's, it's definitely still, still Zion. He has the highest upside. He's the safest player in that draft, despite the injuries. And don't get me wrong, Morant's going to be a monster, but I just you just got to go and bank on Zion's upside. You be that's the kind of pick that if you don't make ten years from now they're going to be talking about you on every ESPN graphic, like as his career gets better, like, Oh, you know, Hey, they passed up on him for Darko Milicic and they could have had him. So yeah, I don't want to be that guy making that bad decision when that's an easy slam dunk pick. Well, that's what they said about Greg Oden and they passed on Durant. So I'm taking John Morant, not for that reason, but again, the injury, I'm already worried about Zion. It's about the injuries. John Morant's going to be around a long time. That's the way this game is going. John Morant, 17 and a half points a game, seven assists a game as a young guy, three and a half boards, one steal, shoots about 49% from the field and 39 and a half percent from beyond the arc. And Morant's going to improve and he's on a terrible team. Zion has help right now. John Moran's got no Whoa, one on so the you're, Grizzlies. So you're, to help. so you're saying the Grizzlies are terrible, but the Pelicans are all of a sudden this juggernaut? They're, They're the worst team in the league. But this is the difference. They have talent to help him. If you want to focus on no, Zion. No, they don't. They have every every sorry player that made the Lakers sorry for the past two years. They're just getting more, more opportunities to shoot. But they have That's a 30-win team. We know that's, because we saw that, them in L.A. <laughs> that is a young team. Lonzo Ball is young. That is young. a young 30-win team that we saw win 30 games a year in L.A. But is that not better right now than what the then Grizzlies Jaren, have? Then Jaron Jackson, John Morant, uh, Valachunas, and Dylan oh. Brooks? Absolutely not. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Valachunas and Brooks, yes. John right, Morant so, so, has so, let's, so let's, much so help. So, let's break this down. You already said John Morant is better than Zion Williamson, so that's a scratch. Um, Jaron Jackson or – That is ja- – Hold on. So, Jaron Jackson, missing... Jackson or Darren Favors and Jackson Hayes. You're missing just my answer the point. Que- just answer that the question. That is a small – I was just not – I was not going to let you get away with saying the Grizzlies are some trash team and the Pelicans are all of a so sudden you're telling, contending. Wait, I have the, the Pelicans I have the choice are the worst be- team in the NBA. But you're saying Jackson Hayes is not going to be good. What I'm saying is Zion I'm not saying has- that. I'm just saying Jared Jackson and John Morant, those are really good players. I know you want to trash Valachunas. He's a really good player. He'd be the best big man they have on the Pelicans. Jaron Jackson would be the best big man they have in New Orleans. John Morant would be the best player, according to you. So let's not act like the Grizzlies are trash. Like, he walked into a really good situation. Again, he didn't walk into a great situation. They had the number two overall pick for a reason, JT. For a reason. And this is the other reason why they're better right now, the Grizzlies. Because John Morant is there. That's my whole point. John Morant is there. That is why they are better, okay, in terms of if you're saying that the Grizzlies are a better team around him, I'm saying no. The Grizzlies have a better record because they have John Morant. There are three players other than John Morant on the Grizzlies right now that if they were on the Pelicans would be a starter and nobody would have a second thing to say about it. Can you say the same about the Pelicans? The Raptors didn't want Valachunas anymore. 
because okay. they we went and got do. they went and got Gasol from the Grizzlies form. So that's what they think of because they didn't Valachunas. know how to use him. He doesn't fit into the way Nick Nurse runs his his. In the his Pelicans, team. the Pelicans would still rather have Jackson Hayes and take a chance on him than Valachunas. Wow. Right. I don't, Valachunas, if you're out there somewhere and you're listening to this, I like you. I think you're a really good player. I thought you got a raw deal in Toronto. Donato clearly thinks that you're trashed and you have no NBA value and that you are not as good as a rookie that's averaging like 10 minutes a game on the worst team in the NBA. So if you hear this, take it up with him, not me. And the whole Pelican squad, the whole squad, including Derek Favors, JT, Thinks you're garbage, not even as good as the number two team in the yes. Grizzlies. Last yes, year. I do, and it's just not me. Every NBA analyst would probably anyway, agree with me. You take you take John Morant. That's the way the game's going. Zion will not stay healthy enough. That's that is the main reason why I wouldn't take Zion. Because all right, he's taking Jaw. I'm taking Zion. I'll see you in ten years. Uh, let's go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four. Uh, obviously, it's, I think it's going to be a really good game. Chiefs versus the 49ers. Uh, the battle of the coordinators that should be head coaches. Uh, but what I want to know is what's one storyline? It can either be something that's going to determine the game or just something that you think is going to be funny and interesting to you. Like, what's the one storyline ahead of the Super Bowl that's sticking out to you that's going to affect the game? So it's, it's kind of like a two-part thing because I think the thing you got to look for is the 49ers pass rush against the Chiefs, meaning if they can get to Mahomes with rushing four and the secondary avoids the big plays, then the Niners are going to be sitting really pretty. It's almost like the Giants-Patriots, but it's also like the Giants-Bills Super Bowl 25, where I think the Niners are going to say, hey, Damian Williams, if you want to run, if you, if you want Damian Williams to be the star, have at it. We're not going to let Tyreek Hill – Kelsey, Hardman with the big plays. We're not going to allow them to have big plays. Again, Niners, number one pass defense, fourth in sacks. They only allow two plays per game of 20 yards or more. In all season, they've only allowed five total plays of 40 yards or more. And that's I think that's going to be the difference because my second part to this is I think the Chiefs start slow again like they did in the first two playoff games. And if that happens and the Niners can avoid the big plays, like special teams, then the Niners are going to be looking really good. I think it's funny that you brought up Tyreek Hill because that's where I was going to go with my storyline. And I don't think this has really anything to do with, like you rattled off some great metrics and stats. I just think that, this is going to be the most entertaining part of the game and outside of the game is will Richard Sherman, the cornerback for the 49ers back up his beef with Darrell Revis with his play and not get roasted by Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman all game. Cause at some point he's going to be matched up with one of those two guys and he's going to have to cover them. And I just hope they don't burn him. Because you know Darrell Revis will be on Twitter ASAP. Every time Sherman gets burned by one of those guys, he's going to be like, see, this is why you're not the best cornerback of all time. You can't cover man-to-man. You, you, you're getting toasted out there. So that's the storyline that I think is going to be the most interesting to me. I hope it happens because I just want to see Revis and Sherman go at it on social media. But, yeah, um, also, too, one that pertains to the game, I want to see if 
the 49ers defense, how they can get to Mahomes with that front seven. Because I think Bosa and those guys have been eating all year and they have struggled against the mobile quarterback. We saw it when they played Baltimore. Um, so I want to see how they react to that. And having Quan Alexander back, he's like one of the best covered cover linebackers in the game. So I want to see how having him back allows that defense to be more flexible to slow down the Chiefs. So with that being said, I know you love this because you're like you're a mini Vegas guy. What's the prediction and who's the Super Bowl MVP? So my prediction, 49ers win 28-24. The MVP is Mostert, um, the running back of the 49ers. I think he has that O.J. Anderson-type performance where Niners are running the ball, killing clock, playing defense, stopping the big play. And I think he gets uh, probably like two touchdowns and uh, seals the deal for them. Uh, I'm actually going the other way. I'm going with a little bit of a national championship feel. I'm going the Chiefs 42, the Niners 21, and I got your man Patrick Mahomes being the MVP. Wow, blowout city. Ooh, wow. All right, all right. Well, with Eli um, retiring, being a New York guy, Derek Jeter, another New York star that those guys had communicated in the past, Jeter gets into the Baseball Hall of Fame, JT. So, this is the big question. This is actually a really interesting one, and I'm glad you brought it up to me in the production meeting, is let's rank these three individual players in their careers. Order from who had the best career to number two to number three. And the players are, no particular order here, LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Derek Jeter. Ooh, that's a tough question. Well, First and foremost, I got to put Jeter at number three just because I'm not saying Jeter's not great because you look at it, what he's got, five World Series titles, 14-time All-Star. Out of that group, he's the one player with no MVPs. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought he had one. Did he not have one? No. Oh, he had one World Series MVP. One World Series MVP. These are league MVPs. You're right. So the thing with Derek Jeter is he's on that, that Eli Manning train where he played so long and he played for the Yankees. So... He he's great, don't get me wrong, and he never had any off field issues. So that's why, you know, he's that guy that everybody says like he's one of the best of all time. To me, this was tough. So do you mean career like strictly just on the field or like just in general as far as like impact the sports included it's everything i mean it's on the field it's the impact he had on the team the league then it's lebron lebron's number one then brady's number two and that pains me to say because i do think brady is the best football player of all time because he did everything with less but if you're talking about the game and just beyond just being like that that sports figure that has that magnitude it's lebron like what lebron has done and accomplished on and off the court and what he's allowed other guys and players to accomplish off the court, I don't think you'll ever see that again. Like LeBron is the GOAT when it comes to like, look, if you want to see the ceiling for what an athlete can do with his power, this is it. So I got LeBron number one, I got Brady number two, and then Jeter's like a distant number three. So I I don't think Jeter's a distant number three. I mean, the dude – He's distant like JT. He's, he's out there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If we take everything into consideration, he played for the New York Yankees. You know how hard it is to live up to those expectations? And he was the shortstop for them, all right? 
And he's sixth all-time in the great game of baseball. Sixth all-time in hits. You know how difficult it is? That's the hardest thing to do in sports is hit a baseball off a major league baseball pitcher. And he's sixth all-time. So while I am putting him third to say distant, I mean, come on. He was the toast of the town in New York. He made that great play against the Oakland Athletics maybe no other player in the history of baseball would make. All right, And he was the leader of those teams when they, they won the five World Series. Even that first year, his homer against the Orioles with Jeffrey Mayer. I mean, let his, me ask you. Let me ask his legacy is unbelievable. I'm, we're, I don't think we're arguing that Jeter is not a great player. He's not an all-time great. Like, that goes without question. But let's, let's take out the fact of how many years they played. And let's just talk about straight impact to success for that team. Who is more instrumental, Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera? Well, considering Mariano Rivera did blow the Arizona Diamondback World Series with his save at the end of Game 7, I got to say Jeter because they'd have six if it wasn't for Rivera. So so all the World Series titles were just because Jeter was just that, that great of a player and he was just knocking them out of the park, making all these defensive plays, and nobody else did anything. Oh, so Kyrie Irving, because LeBron won a title for oh, Cleveland. Oh, come on, man! What, that's what you're come trying to say. No, about what I'm, Rivera. What, no, what, no, what I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm saying that that's a legitimate question. Like Rivera. Okay. Okay, if that's the case. Then how come Rivera was the only baseball player to unanimously unanimously be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Jeter didn't. Jeter didn't get it. He got. He he. One guy somewhere, who who exactly you, whoever that whoever that guy exactly. Was, thank you. Because you knew you knew I was going to come on this show and make that point. Jeter exactly. didn't get all the votes when they when it was a foregone conclusion that oh yeah he was going to be he was going to be the, the guy to get voted in unanimously. He wasn't, and I think part of Jeter's lore as an all time great is the fact that he didn't rock the boat. He did play in New York. He was a great player, but he just didn't say anything. Like that's the writer's favorite type of guy. Like, the guy who does the right thing. He doesn't rock the boat, doesn't have any off-field scandals, and he's great See, on the field. That can ele- that can elevate your perception of how good and what your impact really is because they're out there spinning that narrative. I'm not, t- I'm not saying that he's not great. I'm just saying that he's not in the ballpark of Brady and LeBron. And if you say that he is, then I feel like you're crazy. How, see, that's where we differ, okay? I'm not saying Clearly. He's, he's number one or two, but he, we he differ is where, like, he is like, he's, he's, he's a like, CEO. He is, he is like a he's number, the, he's like a number three alternate. He's the CEO and president now of a major league baseball team. Okay. A crappy and one, by the way, who he, it, he's made it, even worse since he's it been It doesn't here. matter. It doesn't matter. He kept Miami baseball in Miami. And then you just kind of shoo everything he's done on the field. All the plays, how New York loved them. And just because he doesn't have controversy, that is a, Tom Brady doesn't have much controversy besides some of the things he did on the field. Anyway, it's Tom Brady because the dude taken in the sixth round, number two all-time passing, four Super Bowl MVPs. No one will touch that again. No one will touch having six individual Super Bowls as a quarterback. All right? And on top of that, he now has the TB12 thing, all right? And he's built that franchise along with Belichick. Whereas, what has LeBron done to build an organization? He builds it, leaves, it gets torn down, tries to come back and help it, you know? So, like, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff too. But Brady, I mean, his career, because 
You said, like, we'll never see it again, what LeBron has done. I don't believe that's true because I think as society always changes, there's going to be people that need to step up to the forefront. Whereas what Brady has done on the field in the NFL, because of how violent the game is now and how difficult it is to win, we're never going to see someone like that again in terms of what he has done in his achievements he's done in the NFL. I do think. I agree with you. We're not going to see somebody win six Super Bowl titles, like one player. I think that's so ridiculous that it's not going to happen. But then again, what has Brady done for football outside of the game? And I think that's the difference. That's the difference between him and LeBron. No, And that's why I got to put LeBron number one. No, see, this is the difference. Worldwide, globally, people still recognize MJ. You know who they recognize globally for football? It's not Terry Bradshaw. It's not Joe Montana. I hope, I hope it's, it's not Terry Bradshaw because I just saw him on TV. I do not want that to be the face of the NFL. <laughs> it's Tom Brady over over in Asia. I mean, he goes on these world tours. Like You don't realize, because we don't always see it back here, you don't see what he has done in terms of the game of football being the face of it. Under Armour, that's him. All right, like, so, so, so before we before we move on, just just so I can get this on the record, you're saying that Tom Brady is a bigger global star than LeBron James. No, he is not. But what I'm saying, okay, is, cool. Then LeBron is but, number one. No, that LeBron's see, number one again. You're just looking at popularity. Okay, so Michael Jordan is the is better than LeBron because he's more globally recognized. Well, what does that well, that doesn't mean well, anything? Hell, I put MJ on this list before Derek Jeter, so it'd be Jeter, LeBron, and then Brady. I'd be cool with that ranking. You would put what? I would put MJ on this list before Jeter, so it'd be MJ, LeBron, and then Brady. That's what I mean by Jeter is like a distant third, but I know MJ is not, so, not in this discussion. I know. But your thing with MJ, there's so many more things that go on besides popularity with MJ if you're looking at what career you want. Because MJ changed Nike. He changed the shoe industry. Oh, I know. Like, like, and that's what I'm but, saying. And that's my point. I'm saying it, MJ is the number one like out of all these guys. But Jeter's not even close to having that kind of impact outside of the game. Not even that level of impact while he was playing baseball. LeBron obviously isn't the basketball player that MJ is. And but off the but off the court, he's he's a he's an amazing okay. player on the court. Off of the court, he didn't do exactly what MJ did, but he did it in another way and took it to the next level. And what Brady, I'm trying to say is Brady has been amazing on the field. He's been a little bit better in his sport than LeBron has been at his sport. But what Brady, you can't compare what MJ and LeBron have done for their game and off the court to what Brady's done off of the field. It's not even close. And I disagree with you on that. Well, see, that's where we disagree because I don't think you know everything Brady does. He is changing the way guys train in the NFL. Because man, Bra- man tra- Brady, Brady, is, Brady is getting you, teammates you, popped for steroids. You keep, you and- keep cutting – you keep cutting me off, and you even said it yourself. All this steroid abuse in the NBA, you have no proof, but you're just throwing it out there. But, again, when I try <laughs> to say stuff about Brady, you cut me off because you're worried about all the stuff you don't know about Brady. All right? I and don't. Remember I don't. This, tell me, tell me NFL, what I don't know. The NFL in this country is the leading sports league in the whole world, actually, in generating revenue. And Tom Brady is in that league, and he is a huge part of that. All right? That's all. Are we done with that? Are we done? 
I guess we are, because I guess he thinks that was a mic drop. So I guess we'll move on. <laughs> anyway, Hail Mary predictions. Let's go Hail Mary predictions for the Super Bowl. It's only fitting. JT, what do you got? Um, I got Tyreek Hill going for 175 yards and three touchdowns. Wow. Wow. You had him. Wait, didn't you say Mahomes was your MVP, though? That that only tells you what kind of numbers Mahomes is going to put up. I said they're going to score 42, so there's still points up for grabs. Wow, no way. No way that they're both going to have that sort of game against that Niners defense. No way. I, I hey, just look, can't see it. I, all, I, all I have to say is the reason I'm predicting this is Darrell Revis made a believer out of me. So I just I just want this to happen so I can see how they're going to go at it on social media. So this is what I love. I'll get to mine, but this is what I love about the Darrell Revis Sherman thing. Like these guys, like Revis still thinks that they're both 25 in their prime. Like Rod Woodson had to move the safety because he was getting burned at cornerback. Like Deion Sanders with the Ravens, I don't care what you say, he was not the same corner he was with the Falcons or the 49ers or Cowboys. Like I don't know what, like I'm a big Revis fan, but what does he want from Sherman, he, he does he still think like Sherman should be this great shutdown corner still at this age? Like, come on, that's not realistic. Okay, even Daryl Green slipped a little bit, and he had a great career. Like, that's a little far fetched. What Revis wants, but anyway, my prediction: I got two real quick. D Ford does not jump offside, and. It takes Demi Lovato less than two minutes to sing the national anthem. That's who's singing the anthem? Yeah, you didn't know that? Come on. No, I just know J-Lo's doing the halftime show. Her <laughs> and, um, what's the other girl? Shakira. So, I know everybody's going to be locked into that performance. But, yeah, I don't. I didn't know Demi Lovato was singing the national anthem. Yep. yep. That's the best that we can get? Awesome. Wow. Wow. Man, this guy has no respect for talent I, in honestly, any industry. They, I would rather them have Fergie come back and sing it the way she did at the NBA All-Star Game. That would be more entertaining. All right, let's go to Surprise JT. We got a couple NFL trivia questions in honor of the Super Bowl. I doubt JT will get these, but play at home if you would like. Challenge your knowledge of your NFL history. It's not just pertaining to the Super Bowl as JT, but first question – Five quarterbacks, all right, you got to name five. Five quarterbacks have thrown TD passes with the 49ers and then later in their careers, later in their career with the Kansas City Chiefs. How many of the five can you name? So five quarterbacks that played for the Niners and then went to play for the Chiefs? Yes. Okay, Montana. Yes. Alex Smith. Yes. Um, this is where it gets tough. Who was on that? Did Jeff Garcia play for the Chiefs at one point? Nope. Um, Tim Rattay. <laughs> no, that's a good one, but no. Um, trying, trying to think of the Niners quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, you uh, want some hints? Yeah. I, I'll try to give you some hints. Okay. Uh, the There's a not a quite an old-timer, but he played 70s into the 90s um he played early 90s with the chiefs was there with Derek thomas um this other one 
was a um, he was actually I believe he was an NFL MVP in 1995 with the Chiefs, and then this other one. Um, whew, I'm trying to think how to explain him. Uh, I'll give you the hint. He was a Michigan quarterback. Michigan quarterback, early 90s, I want to say. So the fa- the fans at home, if you're playing along, hopefully you got it right. I figured JT would get I, the I don't, first I, two. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll let All you right. give me the answers. All right. So Steve DeBerg. Oh. Yeah, he played with, with Derek Tom. He played Tom. for the Niners? Yeah, he played for the Niners, I believe, like, a long time ago, because DeBerg I was around. Him playing for the Bucks, right? The Bucks, yeah, I believe he did. Yep, good call there. That's what I'm saying. He played for so many teams. People forget he played for the Niners. Um, the NFL MVP in '95, I believe it was. You don't remember this guy? He he was like he played Ooh. for a while, but oh, he hold, had... hold on, hold on. Um, what's the guy's name? Because they used to say it on ESPN when I was a kid. Um, is it uh, what's the name? Uh, Bono, right? There you go, there Steve we go. Bono. Steve Bono. Bono, 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 yeah. Bono is the singer yes. of you too. <laughs> yes, yes, Bono. I, I, I remember them saying Ooh. the name now. I forgot he's okay. for the Chiefs. Okay, JT. Okay. Yeah, I'm, there we I'm go. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And I thought you would get this one. This I'll give you the hint for the last guy. He also played quarterback for the Ravens at one point. Dilfer? No. Gerback? Yeah, Elvis Gerback. He played for the 49ers. Damn, they had a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. He was uh they they had some QBs there, but they had Montana and Young, so those other guys never saw the field. All right. You might have a chance at this one. At least this is a two parter as well. You gotta name two players. I think you'll get one of them. Two players in Super Bowl history have played in back to back Super Bowl games, but for different teams. Like one year they played for one team, next year it was a different team. And their team Lost each time, though, even though they ended up switching team, getting back to the Super Bowl. They lost both. Uh, they lost back-to-back Super Bowls, basically. I'm assuming Dion is one of these. No, no. He didn't lose no. any Super Bowl. Well, I was going to say, um, which college just did that, uh, Chris Long, but they won both of the times that he went because he won with New England. Yep. And these are guys that lost. That's the key. You keep giving me guys that won. This is uh, guys that lost. One was very, very, very recent. Can't get any more recent. I'll give you a hint on this one since he can't seem to know. You don't really like the, the most recent guy you – don't really like him in fantasy football. You think he's kind of a bust at the receiver position, fantasy-wise. Hmm. The fans at home, I'm a little disappointed, JT. I thought you would get this one. Maybe not the older one. Well, trying to get all those damn quarterbacks, my brain is fried now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm drawing a blade because I know the Patriots played, but I just don't know who they – I don't remember who they played. All right, so year. who lost the last two Super Bowls? Let's walk through this. Who lost the last two Super Bowls? Well, the Patriots lost one two years ago. Right. And then who lost last year? Who lost last year? Who'd they beat? Who'd the Patriots beat? Who did they beat? I'm drawing a blank right oh, now. Oh, my good. They beat your boy, McVay. Oh, the Rams, Rams. Um, So who was on both of those teams? The Patriots and the Rams. 
I mean, it's a big time. I mean, it's it's oh, a Brandon popular. Cooks. Yes, Brandon Cooks is one. Good job. Even though I had to help you, Brandon Cooks. Do you know the other guy? He, oh, that Super Bowl was so boring. I forgot they played the Rams. <laughs> uh, the other guy. He played. He played for a while too, but he was a defensive player, and his Super Bowls were in the late nineties that he did this in. What position? It, I won't give you the position, but this is this is my thing. His second one, he almost did not play in the Super Bowl because of some criminal issues. Literally the night before the Super Bowl. Oh, that could be a bunch of guys. No, 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 no. You you will know this when because it happened. Is this a Raiders Miami. guy? Nope. It happened in Miami. Five. No, nah, I'll, I'll let you give it to me. All right, Eugene Robinson. Didn't did not know that. You didn't know. You don't know what happened before the Super Bowl between the Falcons and Broncos. I don't even remember. Oh, uh, you gotta look it up then. He lost. Um, he actually lost to the Broncos twice. He lost with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and then the following year he was on the Falcons. They played Denver again. Or well, he played Denver again and lost that game as well. So, all right, JT, that was a fun show. Hope the fans had fun. Thank you very much for listening, as always. And please remember to subscribe to us, JT and the Don Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you find your favorite podcasts. And please remember, if you like what we do, please leave us a five-star review. And JT... If you don't like what we do, please leave us a five-star review anyway. And please follow us on social media at JT and the Dawn. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And JT, until the next episode, see ya. Peace.